Welcome to Two Guinea Hens. I'm Rosie. And I'm Gabby. And this is season two, real season two, episode one. Yes. The last season two was a joke. Hi, everyone. We missed We're you. We're back. <laughs> What's been going on? Anything new and exciting? Anyone get new jobs or move or do anything wild? Oh, we did. Hey, that's, that's where we've been. Hey. <laughs> that's where we've been. And mental health. Mental health, new jobs, new home, literally two new jobs <laughs> since I've last talked to you both. Oh, I've talked to you guys. Yeah, you hadn't started that job mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Crazy. But it kind of shows maybe an okay economy. Does it? I don't, I know. don't know. At least, you know. Okay for me? Okay, yeah, but only for you. <laughs> You're the only person I know who can get two jobs in a month. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, we've missed you guys, and we're real sorry that we took such a, a little hiatus. But it was it was much needed, much needed. We had a lot going on, as you just heard. I got a job, quit that job, got a new job, a much better in most ways job. I liked the first job; it just wasn't for me. Um, it's more in what you do. It's right. Yeah. It was more, yeah. Your job now uses your skill set, and then Gabby had a huge life change. And, uh, and through all of that, we should go back and say just across, you know, across the board, f- November to January is a pretty rough chunk of time for us. We've, uh, our, every, all the deceased people in our immediate family died within those months. Yeah. So, you know, that's already, it already brings like a level of sadness to people with mental health issues, major life changes happening. It was just a. And then the holidays. And then the holidays. And then my best friend's mother, who is like a mother to Rose and I, passed away the day after Thanksgiving. And I think that really set both of us off into yeah. a really, really dark place. Because right. I think, I don't know, I, I just felt like our best friend's mom would get to live because our mom didn't. And I know mm-hmm. that is so crazy and that's such like stupid grief talking. Mm-hmm. But I really did. And it really caught me off guard. And my best friend was also, you know six months pregnant at the time which did not make this whole situation no, yeah. really it's been a rough it's been pretty months. rough so please forgive us for our yeah. uh, our our absentia but we're back yeah we're feeling a lot better things Way are better. going you know in a better trajectory at the moment you know and uh yeah so yeah. we've missed you guys for sure definitely and uh and i sold our childhood home which was like the biggest most stressful thing i've ever had to decide in my life oh my god yeah um because i didn't want to i mean that's I love that house. It's my life was that house, you know, but I mean, at the same time, it was but also literally my your mom. life was that house. It was becoming that house. I had no money to do anything but be at that house. And even that was, there were months where it was bleak. Oh my um, God. She told me how much it cost her a month to keep that house. And I, I, I for real don't know if my husband and I, who both have good paying jobs could have. I mean, we would have been strapped. We wouldn't have been able to do anything fun, I don't think. So I really don't know how how you did it. It's really remarkable. Right now, I'm renting a house, and I pay $1,900 less a month than I did living in our childhood home. It's crazy. And that, I mean, and, the, and it's an artist, especially, mm-hmm. like, that matters. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, with my situation is, like, I could work 100, you know, hours in a week, but it doesn't mean every client's paying mm-hmm. me. And that was where it was getting, like too much it was just yeah. too much so now i'm literally walking distance Yay. from rosie we can podcast we have an actual studio mm-hmm. i mean it's i don't it, know if you could tell by you know the fact that you can hear me <laughs> that we have good mics and a mixer and everything's a little bit better than what we were using 
i.e. my phone. Yeah, like it's a thousand so, times better yeah. than what we're using. But I, you know, I just realized is we do have NPR voice. Like I think it's because we're lower voiced women. Yeah, that it is very like good times. It's so ridiculous. I feel like we could be talking about crafts. And listen, you guys, I'm sorry you keep hearing me exhale like I'm making prank calls and heavy breathing to people, but I'm just getting used to this, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have this other thing that I can put on the mics where it like blocks our breath, but I was, I didn't, you didn't I know. don't know. I'm you still figuring know. it out. We're still figuring it out. Right. Guys, we are each wearing headphones and we can hear ourselves and we all, we both have our own individual gain that we can change our own volume right. like do you understand i don't think you guys get no, it i think the thing is so we started fake season two with guests we did the live oh. show with Bazelli with the chappies i feel like we have to have them here to redo oh yeah interviews yeah because the sound was so bad every yeah. time we had guests the sound was so bad that's and what this, made this time when tony screams talks we can just have the sound down lower so it's not going to be yeah i don't think we'll, i don't think tony needs to be on mic. <laughs> That's no offense. No offense, Joe. You're just very loud, friend. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Who was that? Was that? Was, and then. Did we have anybody else or was it just the Chappies and Buzelli? Detective Dave and Amanda. Oh, my God. Well, that was a whole other. But the yeah. sound again. Right. Well, this would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But now everyone does have to come here. Yeah. They actually have a only, studio that's now. That's the only caveat. But I mean. I don't care. I'll make you guys kids are old enough to be on their own, right? Yeah. But they, I don't know. What are they like? Seven and nine? No. They're older than that. What? I have a Nintendo they can play oh, yeah. down in the living room. I trust them. Totally. What are they going to do? Rob me? I have exactly. nothing. <laughs> There's a cop right here. Yeah, I mean, it's their dad, their dad. still. Yeah. Oh, what were we talking about a crime? And I had said, like, that's what I would do. And Amanda was literally right there. And I'm like, but I'm not going to do it anyway. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, if I was a serial killer, I'd only kill doctors. Why? Oh, because you hate doctors. Well, because they're so... Oh, my God. You should have... My friend who has mental health issues... She was suffering from depression and anxiety. They put her on this drug. I want to say it was Effexor. And I know that a lot of people that like can have a bad effect. So she gained a ton of weight. And her doctor, and she was like, I think it's the drug. I don't think the drug's helping. And the doctor was like, I just think you don't try hard enough. Ooh. Which to say that to someone who's suffering from mental health issues and then is at, so putting wrong, on weight and is trying to work out. So many doctors are so weight phobic and just you know dicks about that kind of stuff so everyone is mm -hmm. what the heck was i oh my god okay i don't really i'm you guys know i love youtube but i'm not as into like the big stars on youtube anymore because i really find it to be exploitive and gross i'm really trying to get into more like lower number celebs but shane dawson he had just done a video and everyone went on about how fat he was and how depressed they are for him because he's clearly relapsed into his like weight gain. Oh my God. And all this stuff. But meanwhile, he's working out a ton and he's bulking. It's muscle, yeah. But he wears big baggy clothes yeah. so you can't see the muscles and he flipped the F Good. out on everybody. As he should. But then he was like, I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't right. have to tell you I'm working out. You, you shouldn't be judging what someone looks like based. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to say is a person's size does not reflect their health. So how effing dare you mm -hmm. think you can look at someone and know their lifestyle? I know people who are so skinny and they're the most unhealthy, disgusting humans right. I know. You know why they're skinny? Because they smoke cigarettes mm -hmm. and they don't eat anything out of the McDonald's. Yeah. Their pancreas is gone, but you're going to look at somebody who's healthy mm -hmm. and judge them. Right. I really, that, you know, know. that gets I me know. so angry. I know. I think... Weight is still the one thing in this country it's it's okay to be a jerk about. I think weight and age. Oh, well, that's what I was going to segue to. The ageism is yeah. just, it's grotesque. Why do people think it's okay? I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, is it, it boggles me that the human beings who've been on the planet the longest, who are clearly the wisest, who clearly know how things work, mm -hmm. we're going to be assholes mm -hmm. to. Why? Because they're starting to have like physical issues. Mm -hmm. F you 
Mm-hmm. Anyone who is mean to older, older people, people. I totally. can't stand you. Listen, two people on Twitter, like they're, you know, relatively famous journalists or whatever, were being really ageist about Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders saying stuff about like, you know, my Nana's 80 and she, you know, whatever, tried to put my cat in the toaster or whatever. And somebody else, they, people were all going on and on about their stories about old people they were these real stories thing. or were they just being jerks i think they were real stories because you caught you tweeted you commented on my tweet where i wrote yeah well my 80 oh, yeah. year old uncle works out six days a week lifts weights is demoing his own house to build a new room um so i mean really it's all age is really just a number right so you know your stories and and i my story is different i mean we're talking about two men who have been senators vice president um, and one man who's buried so many freaking immediate family members. Maybe right. don't judge where he is right now right. in life. Like that these really guys, just me. because they're older, they might flub a line or something. Hello, I'm 30 years younger than them, and I forget shit all the time. So I don't know. And I think I, people just people are just really, really fucking mean. The, and the and I don't know why the internet breeds that meanness. And in this scenario, you're talking about journalists, so I know mm. they're adults. But I've really been thinking about the people online who um, perpetrate cancel culture. Oh, my God, yeah. Don't you, I mean, really think about it. Don't you really believe it's 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds who don't vote, people who've never lived life, people who've never had an opportunity to make a mistake, so it's so easy to be like, no, you're done. One time you made a joke and it offended me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? You don't know anything, man. Right. Like, I, oh. There's I, a big difference between Harvey Weinstein and, like, Joe in accounting who said, oh, your dress looks nice. I mean, like right. you can't fire Joe in accounting because he said your dress. He may really, he may really thought your dress looks nice. Maybe Joe dresses and dresses in the evenings and that's what he was thinking. Right, right. Like you, that's not, you're I reading in. I mean, not that you're reading into it, but you look. And I it's understand. all in context too. How did he say it? Right. Like, was it leery and gross or did it just make you feel uncomfortable because you have previous issues with things? I don't know. But it, yes, cancel culture is really... It's going to make the movement backpedal. I agree 100%. I think it's not helping the movement at all. 100%. Because I can, the way you just described it, like, did this person really do something or did it remind you of something that's happened in the past? So for me, because I have a lot of, like, weird PTSD issues, there are times where if after a show or something, somebody I don't really know tries to, like, hit on me, I have such a, like, psycho reaction. Like, there have been three times recently at Brillo Box where I just ran. Like, I literally was like, and people are like what happened mm. to you I'm like I just had to get out of there that's me like I, they weren't doing mm. anything wrong right. they have a right to ask someone out right. I it's just reaction rig- is, wigged right. out and I just think some people have to start taking a little bit of like okay I have PTSD maybe I shouldn't be you know like right. that's why I don't go to a comedy show at the Pittsburgh Improv where mm-hmm. I know it's going to be some guy who's rude right. to women mm-hmm. I'm not going to enjoy that why would I go there right. and just you know be disappointed I don't know right. yeah totally no I one's taking it. any I don't know. In some ways. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's happening. In cancel culture, I feel like. Like, yeah. if you don't like this joke this person did, guess what? You don't have to go to their comedy shows. Yeah, that's, I mean. Don't listen to their podcast. Don't watch their YouTube channel. No one is making you. There are so many choices of things to be entertained by. You don't have to watch the things that aren't appealing to you. Yeah. Like, it really is that simple. I don't know. I, I Okay, so what do you think about this? And I can't remember what the show was, but I want to say it was like a playwright that is like a value. Point Park was doing a show, mm-hmm. and whatever in the show it 
you know, either talked about something that was like sexist ideals or whatever, because it was set in a time where that would have mm-hmm. been, and the kids at the school protested and Point Park canceled the play. I mean, it was by like someone really famous. I mean, it was either like Showboat or something. It was like a musical where they're just like, this is wrong. This is depicting, we know better now, so we can't do that. And it's right, like, but we know better, but now. that show was written back then. So, yeah, maybe they didn't have to do it, but it still is an important piece of musical theater history with, I, I, I just, why can't you just not go? Right. I just don't know why we have to deny, like, just because history was bad mm-hmm. and we did messed up stuff, we can't act like it didn't happen. And that's and what frustrates me. growing from it. I mean, right. things changed because we recognized that was bad. But if we just, like, squash it down and never talk about it, then it's doomed to repeat. Right, exactly. That's why, thank you, thank you. That's what I think. But it got shut down. So guess who, guess what, we're not, yeah. I I wouldn't want to be in college now. I would not either. I would not either. Like when everyone's like, why don't you want to like tour college campuses? Because everyone who does it, I mean, Pete Davidson, I just saw an interview with him because he like lost his mind Mm -hmm. last year doing it. He's like, you guys make me sick. This is why I hate my generation. You're Mm -hmm. horrible. I mean, he went nuts. And uh, and someone's like, so are you never going to do it again? And he was like, well, of course I'm going to do it again because I need money. I have to make money, right. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. He's like, I need to eat. I bought a house with my mom. I, ha- I mean, his life sounds so horrible. He's in some interviews, like, what it happened after Ariana Grande and, like, stuff that, like, truly that it makes you go, like, I don't know. I hate to be this person, but the whole time I kept thinking she only went with him to make Mac Miller miserable because he was, like, the comedian version of Mac Miller and then when Mac Miller died oh, and she was, yeah. like, F you, Pete, and, like, yeah. had to mourn him. And Pete Davidson said, the minute Mac Miller died, he knew it was over. Wow. Because she was just like, that's the love of my life. Like, she literally said that. Wow. And then the be- best part of it all, he said in an interview, is she went online and Eric told everyone that he has the biggest penis in the world. He's like, and I don't. Oh, my God. He's like, so the reason she did that was so that everyone I'm with is going to be disappointed. Please know. Please know the power of Ariana. He's like, I'm not, God bless her. Wow. But know that this woman, like, my life has been so ruined. Like, he had to go back into mental health rehab over that I whole thing. I knew that, Yeah. Wow. I feel so bad for some of these people. Like, it just makes me never want to be, like, more than a niche performer. I I just, it looks so horrible. It looks so horrible. God. Cat Power's career is as, like, as famous as I ever would want to get. And her life wasn't all that great either, so. I know, but she's pretty. I mean, she's mental anyway. She put a cigarette out on her arm. I saw her live. She was smoking a cigarette, didn't know what to do with it, got so flustered in the middle of the show that she literally put it out on her forearm. And I screamed and laughed and cheered. And in the middle of oh my whole, God, because she does like the effect of one of her shows. It just like brings out the madness. Wow. Like she starts a song and then she starts singing lyrics to another song. And the band's like, uh oh. And then they have to like change keys. It's so wild. Wow. That's the kind of star I want to be. <laughs> I, I, I know how much you love her and I like some of her music, but I really I have. It's like with Sufjan Stevens. I have to be in a particular mental place to listen to them. Which is weird because I can listen to, um, like Red House Painters or Neutral Milk Hotel anytime. So I don't know why that depressive music doesn't bother me as much as that depressive music. That's only because Neutral Milk Hotel to me is like 
and I love them, but mm-hmm. I think he is so much more raw and guts me than Sophie or But Cat I think Power. his music has more melody, and that's where it gets me. It's more rocky. I will give yeah. you that. He has that, like... Like, sometimes I listen to Sofiane, and I'm like, there is no fucking melody. What, who, what, what is happening? What am I listening to? That's what's so weird. It's like he... It reminds me of being in symphonic band, but it's a pop song, and I think yeah. that's what I like Maybe. about it. There's all these moving parts, and it's like, there's the trumpet, and... Yeah. How about I wrote a song this week and I think I have a part for a trumpet for the first time. So nice. I can play the trumpet in front of the kids. Nice. I know, I'm That's so excited. exciting. I know Josh freaked out. I'm like, don't you think this part could be for a trumpet? He's like, yes. We're going full we blown Josh band. on. We definitely Because I Josh really want to talk about <laughs> chasing ghosts with baseball bats. <laughs> that made me so happy that that actually turned into a thread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you posted it because I sometimes forget that happened. You just tell the story so that so Gab's friend and business partner Josh, uh, when he was, I guess he was a teenager. Yeah, I, didn't I hope he was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> he was te- anyway. He was telling us the story a few years back um, when he was a teenager. He was mowing the lawn. It was summer, and a bunch of his buddies pulled up in their car and were like, "Come with us. There's that. We're going to the haunted house." So Josh leaves his lawn lawnmower running, grabs a baseball bat, jumps in the car. <laughs> Because they were going to go chase ghosts with a baseball bat. They saw a ghost and, like, and they rakes. wanted to beat it up. Oh, right. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but it ended up being like junkies. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, that scared them. Yeah. Which and, is one of my favorite Josh, maybe my favorite Josh story ever. Because when he told it, he was like, his friends like pulled up, they're like, yo, the bandits, we're going to go kill a ghost. He's like, all right. And like, leaves the lawnmower running and just grabs something out of his yard to go kill ghosts. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. You have to know Josh to really appreciate really the story. Do. but. But and yet there's so many people who like when I would tell that story they'd be like yeah but you can't like hit a ghost with a well, baseball bat I'm like point. you're so stupid you don't get man <laughs> I boring people bore me I know <laughs> boring people bum me out could you maybe ever think outside the box could you ever have an imagination could you ever see in like cartoon once wow. please I know and people like that I think it makes me sad for them 